welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 2022, and one of the things that I wanted to really touch on a couple things today. One is, I, I like to read uh, late at night um, when the kids have gone to bed, 
my wife and I have, you know, had our opportunity to hang out, get to know each other again every other, I mean, every evening. And you guys know what I'm talking about. If you, you're out there, you're working all day and you've got your, your kiddos and ours are five years old and seven years old, Jackson and Jagger, they're awesome, awesome young men, really cool little guys, but they have two speeds, you know, they have tornado and they have sleeping. That's it. So when they're awake, uh, I call one of them my Category 5 tornado and the other one's my Category 5 hurricane. And they're awesome kids. But you know when you've got young children, it takes a full commitment of your time. And it's it's beautiful. It's it's really been incredible for me to have the opportunity to have Fatherhood 2.0. I have two amazing older children, uh, Elise and Trey. And, um, and so I never thought I'd have the opportunity to have like the ultimate do-over. And to be able to learn, take what I've learned as a parent, as a human, and to be able to grow two more kids. And I'm very fortunate, by the way, to have an incredible relationship I always have with my two older kids. In fact, here's a little bonus for you. Anybody out there who's a parent, I learned this. You know, once our kids get to be 18, 19 years old, you know, we only have, there's really only one rule. There's only one requirement, one expectation, and that's that we love them unconditionally. Um, we're going to have to, you still want to parent them. You still want to move them in directions. But at that time, you know, all of us at that age wanted to do our own thing. And it's funny when we get to be parents, we tend to have that fall out of our brain a little bit. And we want to be able to guide and direct them some parents out there are what's called helicopter parents where they're super overprotective and really want to put the bumper lanes in the bowling alley and make sure nothing happens to their kids. I can promise you, you know, that's really not the optimal way to go. Kids need to uh, fall down. Um, you know, they need to hit their head once in a while when they're kids. That's why God makes our heads so soft when we're little so that we could take a beating and, and figure out when we're learning to walk how to get up and get up and get up, recover, be resilient, and be committed to learning to walk. Well, when our kids get to be older, it's the same thing. They, they're they okay falling down. They're okay making mistakes. It's up to us to be okay with it too. So that's one thing. Number two, as a parent that I learned, is that if you want your your kids to stay close to you, you have to resist the urge to want them to love everything that you love, love your kind of music, love the sports that you're into, love doing what you do. Because at a certain age, in a formative age, 10, 11, 12, they start developing again their own thing, their own passions, their own interests, their own music that they love. And one of the things that I figured out, thankfully, is that Instead of trying to get my kids to move towards me and stay towards me in terms of everything I love, that the secret was me moving, starting to move towards them as they started to generate these interests, these desires, these passions, I needed to go there. So one thing that a lot of people may not know is that, man, I have, I've seen more boy bands in my life than, than Justin Timberlake, for God's sakes. Um, my daughter was into every boy band uh, known to known to man at that time, 98 Degrees and uh, Sync and Backstreet Boys and Ricky Martin and, and you name somebody. Well, I went to every one of those shows. 
uh, with her. I took her to those shows. I took her friends to those shows. And it was absolutely not the music that I wanted to get into or I wanted to hear, but I wanted to have the opportunity to be in proximity to her as she was doing what she loved to do. My son, you know, started out playing baseball. I grew up on baseball. I love baseball. But one day, in fact, the very day that was announced that he made his first all-star team, I, you know, I was there at the game. I put him in the car. And as we started to drive away, I mean, <laughs> he didn't wait, he didn't wait like 60 seconds. I started to drive away in the car and he said, you know, dad, and I said, yes. Uh, and he said, I don't think I want to play baseball anymore. And the inside of me just kind of like had a little seizure. And, but I was cool on the outside. I said, really? I said, how come? He says, you know, it just really isn't um, something that I'm that into. Um, and I said, well, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to do things that are like X Games sports. You know, I want to do rollerblading. I want to do snowboarding. I want to do skateboarding. And my insides were like crying inside. I was like, oh, man, I can't even imagine my kid not loving to play baseball. But externally, I said, okay. I said, let's do that then. And I supported him in those efforts. And he became a very good snowboarder, for, for example. And, you know, I became the parent who supported that passion. And so the ultimate gift to me was when my daughter turned 21 and I said, what do you want to do? I was living in San Francisco at the time. I, you know, where do you want to go? Are you wanting to go to Vegas? You're going to want to do this, do that. She says, no, dad. She said, my, my friends and I want to come up to San Francisco and you help get us into this specific, specific club. Well, I happen to know the owner. And I said, yeah, I'd be happy to. He's a friend of mine. And she said, great, thank you so much. Oh, and I want you to come with us. Can you imagine your, your daughter turning 21, wanting to go into a, a big nightclub in the city with her friends? And, her, and I said, well, I don't think your friends are going to be cool with that. And she says, no, they want you to come too. And that was really the byproduct of me, not just supporting her, but supporting them. You see, I took them to those shows. When, when my daughter was in uh, youth camps at the church where we attended, I was the one that, that, that shepherded them on the all-night scavenger hunts or went with them up to the mountains to their, to their away camps and things like that. So I had the opportunity to get to know them, but more importantly, they got to know me. And so that was a pretty cool thing. And then when my son turned 21, I asked the same question. I said, you know, what would you like to do um, for your 21st? Would you like to go here? Would you like to go there with your friends? No. He said, Dad, could we just spend a weekend? Um, can we just spend a weekend together golfing? And I said, oh, my God, yes. So that's what we did. So can you imagine not once but twice your kid hits 21 and all they're thinking is they want to hang out with you. So there are things that are so important to do, and it requires reinvention. It requires us to go all in on parenting and all in on not just what we care about, but what our kids care about as they get in, get older. And so I just wanted to share that as a little bit of an extra, because my subject today, my topic 
is going all in. And as we get into 2022, and we are already, we're already in it, man. We're already a week and a half or so getting into two weeks into 2022. Time is flying by. There are 52 weeks in this year, 52 weeks to get it done, 52 weeks to realize your goal and, and your dreams, 52 weeks to get to that best life that you have an intention of achieving. 52 weeks and 126th of it is gone. You know, I'm into numbers, I'm into data in everything I do. And because data doesn't lie, data gives me insights that I wouldn't have if I wasn't paying attention. And I figured out, I noticed every highly successful businesses, the most successful, most renowned, most admired businesses in the world rely 100% on data and 0% on their gut. And there's a reason for it. It's reliable, it's consistent, it works. And so I really got into data back into the 90s, decades before anybody started talking about big data, and it really has served me well. So I like looking at things sometimes from a mathematical or data perspective. And I have to laugh because as a kid, how many of you were sitting there in math class, you know, and, and thinking to yourself, why do I need this man? Why, when am I ever going to use trigonometry? When am I going to use geometry? When am I going to use this? But lo and behold, we do. And, you know, here's a really simple uh, math equation to think about. In the month of January, you know, when we're in January, it represents one twelfth of the year. By the time January ends in just a couple weeks, two and a half weeks, one twelfth of this year will have been consumed, will have been exhausted. It is no more. We can't go back. We can't get it again. Time is that precious resource that Warren Buffett talks about. And the reason why he respects time more than anything else in his possession. By the time, consider the fact that by the time we all get to the end of February, one-sixth of the year is gone. Consider by the time March rolls around, one-fourth of the year is gone. Now, when you go from one-twelfth of a number to one-sixth of a number to one-quarter of a number, it tells you something greater impact, greater impact, greater impact. So every month that goes along that you do not pursue your goal, your dream, every month that goes along that you don't commit, every month that goes along that you don't get up and do that morning five or come up with a first hour of your day that will transform your day. Every month the, the walls close in just a little bit. That mathematical equation starts to work against you. And yes, by the time April comes along and goes, one-third of the year is gone. So if one-third is gone, that means if we put our heart and soul in the back two-thirds, yep, you could still get it done, yep, you could still achieve that dream, but it gets harder and harder and harder. By the time you get to June, half the year's gone. So if, if, if you're halfway into something and the performance isn't where it needs to be, it, it puts a lot of pressure and it gets a lot harder. 
to have the back half mitigate that that slow start in order to be able to ultimately get to where you want to go. And it's interesting, you know, speaking of baseball, whether you like baseball, hockey, football, uh, basketball, doesn't matter. You know, when we get to the end of the season and there's a horse race to see who's going to get in the playoffs or not, just just happened last week with the NFL. There were a few teams that, that found out they made it in the playoffs on the very last day. One team, the Raiders, found that out on the last game of the last week uh, in the last day of last week's games. But, man, that's not where you want to be. And when the team that they beat, for example, the Chargers, or, or if you're a Saints fan, they didn't make it. Dolphins didn't make it. You know, all these other teams that didn't make it that were one game from making it. And people so interestingly want to point to the fact that, man, if they had just won that last game, hey, how about this? What if they had won the first game of the year, the second game of the year, or the third game of the year? That still would have gotten it done. So we don't think about it, but the way we start oftentimes has a big, big impact on the way we finish. It certainly has an impact on what's going to happen from that point forward. So I hope, as we're sitting here today, that I add value to your life. It's what I'm really all about. It's what's in my DNA, and it's what I love to do. It's what my wife loves to do. We love to give back. But in order to do that, I really hope uh, and recommend that you go all in, that you don't dabble. You know, have you ever met a part-time, ever met somebody who says, uh, oh yeah, I'm also a part-time real estate agent? Really, how's that working out? Has anybody ever seen a part-time real estate agent break the top 10 or be, in, be with the top agent of the month? It doesn't happen, man. You've got to go all in. So I want to share with you some things that you can do to go all in. And why did I choose this topic? Well, I happen to be reading in the evening, as I mentioned, and I'm going through a lot of different articles and I'm always working on learning something I didn't know the day before. And one of the things I learned, sometimes learning means learning a new skill, I get, and, and that's fine. But sometimes it's learning a new mindset, learning a new perspective. And so I'm reading this article. It was, uh, I think it was in uh, the Apple News app. And I happened to stumble across this article that's talking about Elon Musk. Now, normally when you see an article about Elon Musk, it's about the fact he's the richest man in the world by a lot, you know, or that he's worth more than Exxon. Can you believe that? He's worth, a, a single person is worth more than Exxon. He's worth more than Toyota. He's worth more than General Motors. It's crazy. But that's not what this article is about. This article was about the fact that he was living in a $50,000 tiny home, a prefabricated 375 square foot home. And the home wasn't on the ocean front. It wasn't on the waterfront. It's not on the river. Um, it's not at the top of a mountain. Nope, it's in a desolate area where you're at least at least a 40 minute drive 
from civilization. So, I mean, literally, can you imagine the richest man on planet Earth um, who does not own a home, who is pledged to sell all of his belongings, personal belongings, because he thinks that they weigh you down. He thinks materialism and personal belongings weighs you down. And I do believe the man may be right. If you think about it, more money oftentimes comes with more problems. And when people have more of this and more of this, they've got more to consider, more to protect, more to worry about, more to take care of. Well, he's wanting to take that all off of his back. It's just kind of like Steve Jobs. Why did Steve Jobs show up every day of his life in a pair of jeans and a black mock turtleneck? Why does Zuckerberg dress every day in literally the same T-shirt? Not the same one. He doesn't wear it over and over, but he probably has 500 of those darn T-shirts. Well, because they feel like thinking about what you're going to wear every day is going to bog you down. Why don't I deploy my most valuable resource, my brain, on something more productive? So that's why they do that. Well, it turns out that Elon... The reason that he's doing what he's doing um, is because he's all in. He's all in on the colonization concept that he has of Mars. He's all in. And he's not just living in that home because he says he doesn't care about material possessions. He's living in that home in the middle of nowhere to basically product test that very lightweight home. By the way, it's so lightweight that a Tesla can tow it. You don't even need a truck. You don't need a, a big semi. A Tesla can tow his house. It's so lightweight. It's prefabricated. It's easy to put together. And it's very fast to put up. And so he's testing something that he feels can ultimately, potentially one day, be the or similar to how they will colonize Mars. You see, his expectation, we're not going to build skyscrapers on Mars. His expectation is not to build homes with white picket fences, as it says in the article. His expectation is you're going to need to be able to exert as little energy as possible erecting homes for people as they were to show up in Mars. And I know this sounds crazy. It's so, so, it sounds so far-fetched. It sounds impossible. But, you know, we have flying cars. For goodness sakes, who would have thought that was going to happen? Yep, that's right. There's such thing as an Uber flying car. There's multiple companies, if you look up, that have already been well into testing for well over a year that will have flying cars. We have drones delivering packages. I mean, if you just kind of check out what's happening around us, not in the metaverse, but in the real universe, there's some crazy stuff happening right now with robotics with AI, uh, with flying cars and with drones and uh, many, many other things. So this guy, you talk about all in. Can you imagine living in a 375 square foot space, 40 minutes, 45 minutes away from civilization in a completely desolate area? He wants to do what he can to recreate that because he's fully committed. So I want to share with you over the next 15, 20 minutes, some things that you could do to go all in. And they're not just things that you could do, 
but their inventory. I love taking inventory, not inventory of products in the store, not inventory of parts on the shelf, but inventory of my brain, of my outlook, of my attitude. It's incredibly beneficial. I wanna invite you to become the inventory manager of your mind. And so as I share these with you, please take inventory. And here's what I want you to consider. When I share them with you, do you find yourself leaning in and going, oh man, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. I should do that. Or I've done that before. And yes, it worked. I should do that again. You ever notice sometimes, by the way, as humans, we'll do something, it works, and then we stop doing it. Crazy. So let's lean in and do that if you can. And oh, by the way, reality being reality. If I share any of these with you and you go, you start leaning back in your seat, pulling away and saying, man, that's not going to work. Well, you just took inventory that there's some type of prevailing attitude going on in your mind right now. And like it or not, that prevailing attitude, that very prevailing attitude, may be the single biggest thing that's holding us back, holding you back from achieving your dreams. Because at the end of the day, it's like the old saying goes, if it is to be, it's up to me. So if my, if, if my inventory is not situated correctly, if my attitude and my outlook are not situated correctly, how do I get to my best life? It's just not possible. So here we go. And by the way, as always, I want to invite you to engage. So um, if we could turn hand raising up on, please, as I'm saying these, if anybody wants to raise their hand, I, I would really appreciate if somebody could pull a couple people, two, three people up on stage, please. Um, if you have questions, happy to answer it. If you have a comment, I would love to hear it. Number one, I don't want you to focus on motivation as much as I want you to focus this year on commitment. Do you have to have motivation? You bet you do. And the reason why Breakfast with Champions, one of them is so powerful, is it offers three things. It's committed to three things. Listen to what I say. There's a commitment. There's a commitment to delivering motivation, inspiration, and yes, education every single day. And the motivation, inspiration, and education, especially motivation, inspiration, are evangelical in nature, which simply means I could sit in front of you. I can get you pumped up. Glenn can get you pumped up. Scott can get you pumped up. You know, Laura today, Haley can get you pumped up. Kim can certainly get you pumped up. But it will evaporate. Maybe after a day, three days, or a week, it evaporates. And when it evaporates and the smoke clears, you have to know that there's got to be commitment that's still standing or the inspiration and motivation is not going to get you there. So I want you to focus on the commitment, not the motivation. The motivation, go seek it out. But the commitment cannot be something that evaporates. So you got to figure out how committed are you? Are you as committed and all in as the richest man in the world who could be sitting around watching more streaming TV than any of us? But he's all in. He's not done. It's not about the money. It's about the mission. So ask yourself, how important is it, your goal? How important is it to the transformation in your life? How important is it for you to accomplish that um, in terms of how it's going to benefit other people in your life, in your community, or in this world, 
if, if that's what's important to you. That's where you want to focus. If, if you're a go all in person, don't focus on the motivation. Seek motivation. Focus on commitment. Secondly, don't be looking for the results. Don't be seeking results. Seek knowledge. Knowledge will lead you there. Knowledge will get you there. And the old expression, knowledge is power. Knowledge becomes powerful when it becomes actionable. But you can't take action on knowledge until you go out and seek it. Make a commitment. Here's a commitment. Make a commitment to learn something today you didn't know yesterday. Same thing tomorrow, same thing tomorrow, the next tomorrow, and the next tomorrow. And you'll wake up 365 days later knowing so much that you didn't know. And you know what? Just one of those 365 new pieces of information may be the single one that lights you up and that transforms your life into where you want to be. So I want you to seek the knowledge. I want you to focus on getting out there and improving yourself every single day, experimenting every day, being willing to fail every day. Because even when you fail, yep, you learn something, you gain knowledge. You also gain resilience. You also get stronger. So seek knowledge, not results. The third thing, I want you to focus on no and not yes a lot more. We have this propensity to say, yes, yes, I can do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll sign up for that. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm going to buy that app. Yes, I'm going to sign up for that course. Yes, I'm going to do Okay, You need to ask yourself, will those things serve you? Will they serve your purpose? Will they bring value into your life? I don't have anything against streaming. It, it's, I'm, it's awesome. Somebody came up with streaming. It's awesome. You could binge watch and not have to deal with commercials. Awesome. That sounds like efficiency to me. I love efficiency. You know, I don't have anything against somebody playing games. It's great. Or doing whatever they want to do. But the reality is, listen, part of a commitment for me is until or unless I reach my mission, I reach my goal, um, I have to prioritize and I'm going to prioritize the things that are going to make it to the top of my list every day are the things that are going to add value to achieving that mission. They're going to add value for my kids, add value for the relationship that I have and that I continue to build with my dear wife. And anything else, frankly, here's a Spisakism. Everything else is marketing, man. If you focus on your purpose, everything outside your purpose is marketing. That's all it is. It's some some company's way of extracting either our attention or our money. And the reality is our attention and time are more valuable than the money uh, that's associated. So I want you to focus on no. Say no to things that are not valuable to you. Say no to subscriptions on your phone that don't serve you, that you're not using. If you're not using it at least every week, get rid of it, man. It's taking your attention and it's taking your money. Same thing with applications you're buying for your small business. Wait, you know, three months, six months later, are you using those things and relying on them every day? Otherwise, get rid of them. 
subscriptions, man, are dangerous because they fall out of our brain. They fall out of the periphery of our mind. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And we get focused on other things. And the next thing you know, four years goes by that you've been paying 79 bucks a month. And man, you could have used that $4,000 for something else. You know, think about that. 79 bucks a month is $1,000 a year. But nope, it's not $1,000 a year. You got to earn 1500 to two grand to net out the $1,000 a year. By the way, there's a little another bonus value piece for you. Whenever you look at acquiring anything, double the price. That's what it's gonna take for you to earn. That's what you need to earn to have the money to pay that particular price. And then ask yourself, does it have value for that particular price? Say no to negative people. Say no to meetings that are just meetings for meetings sake. Say no to virtual events if they are not closely aligned with who you are what you do in business and where you wanna go. No can be a powerful word because it can liberate you and liberate you uh, from a time perspective to have more focus, more attention, more intentionality, more purpose, and more available time to achieve your goal. And that is what this is all about, right? Is achieving your goal. Next thing, you gotta make it fun for yourself. If it's a drag every day, if it's nothing but drudgery, if it's the menial task that you got to do every day, and that's what you're thinking about when you go to bed tonight, thinking about tomorrow, oh man, spoiler alert, you're not going to have a lot of energy tomorrow. Spoiler alert, that's when you're going to hit the snooze alarm. Spoiler alert, you're not going to probably have the level of intensity, urgency, focus that you need to, to get through tomorrow in the most positive way uh, imaginable. So you really want to be able to do that as well. And speaking of which, another one is you have to really pay attention to this one. You must, I talked about getting rid of things that don't serve you. You must get rid of anything that frankly is a distraction. And a lot of times things are housed or cloaked or clothed, or they seem to be something that would be fun, or I should do this. But again, they're oftentimes a distraction. You know, in order to achieve a goal, it's simply a matter of repeating tasks over and over and over and over and over again that will contribute to the achievement of that goal. That's it. So anything that's a distraction in my life that disallows me from getting through the list of tasks I must do today, I know I must do today, in order to get to that goal is not a good thing, it's a bad thing. And I must focus on getting rid of those distractions. The next thing is you've got to have that plan, you've got to have that blueprint, you've got to have that roadmap because it acts like a GPS. And you know, somebody taught me something years ago, they said, hey David, You know, you don't need to know and fully understand 
how an internal combustion engine works in order to be able to leverage the car and have it take you where you want it to go. All you have to do is put the key in the ignition. Yep, this is old school. Put the key in the ignition, turn that key, put it in drive, and it will take you wherever you want to go. You ever think about that? You don't need to understand how the car works for it to work for you. You don't have to understand how electricity works for it to work for you. But the reason that I want you to plan and have a blueprint is because then you don't have to bog down your brain every single day with trying to figure out the hows. That's handled. Why? Because here's something else that we may never completely understand. Our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind acts very much like a GPS. Our subconscious mind always figures out the how when we can't. Our subconscious mind is always has the ability to figure out answers that we oftentimes can't do consciously. Can you imagine? You ever have somebody ask you a question? You go, oh man, it's a tip of my, I can't, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And then you start doing something else, free your brain up, free your conscious mind up, and that unlocks yourself, your subconscious mind. And all of a sudden, five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour later, you come back and go, oh, here's the answer. It's because your subconscious mind is insanely powerful. So in order to activate your subconscious mind, it's going to be dormant. It's going to be dormant unless you unlock it, unless you add combustion to it. And the way you do that is by creating a plan. Because your subconscious mind, provided you give that plan some love every day, what's that mean? Write down that goal. Put it up on your mirror so you see it when you get ready, so you see it when you go to bed, so you see it when, it's, when you're sitting at your desk. It's right there by your desk. Your subconscious mind is now activated, it's energized, it's focused on solve this, solve this, solve this, solve this, and it will solve that. It absolutely will. The next thing is, you want to be Simon Cowell to yourself. You don't want to be Paula Abdul for yourself. And I'm not picking on Paula. I think she's probably an incredibly lovely human being. But she wasn't helping people on that show because she wasn't necessarily giving them the truth and the whole truth. Now, people can quarrel that Simon Cowell may not have been helping people on that show in some degree because he probably ruined some people's day, made some people cry, um, you know, things of that nature. But the reality is, let's be honest, you're not going to grow until you have hard lessons. We don't grow, like I said, unless we fall down and we hit rejection at times. We've hit defeat, experienced defeat. Simon Cowell told the truth and the whole truth, whether you wanted to hear it or not, whether the audience found it appealing or not. Um, and he became actually by far the most popular judge on that show because he was right. And he was honest and he did tell the truth. It's fascinating to me how many times, how easy it is for us to justify when we don't do what we know we should do. It's fascinating to me how we are so willing to let ourselves off the hook. It's fascinating that many more people on January 1st set resolutions than set goals, even though they know if they read, if resolutions were a product on a shelf of the grocery store and they turned the, the box around and they looked at the ingredients 
they would say, yeah, this isn't going to work, man. This has got an 85% failure rate in less than 30 days. And yet most of us, that's what people are doing across the world is setting resolutions. So you don't want a resolution. You want something you can commit to fully. You want something that you could be all in every day. And that's called your goals. And, and that takes setting the goal, breaking it down into the task. The task becomes your plan. When you have your plan, you're going to have enough information on a daily basis to be able to achieve the unimaginable. And I want you to really hear that. What you achieve today, if your plan is solid, if you repeat it over and over, it can achieve the unimaginable. Warren Buffett achieved the unimaginable by reading six hours a day and simply repeating the same thing over and over. And I mentioned a few weeks ago that when somebody interviewed him one day and says, well, why doesn't everybody do this? Warren responded, nobody wants to get rich quick. I mean, nobody wants to get rich slow. They all want to get rich quick. Well, get rich quick is like being a day trader with your brain. Get rich quick means that you got to come up with new plans every day. And you're hoping this is the one that's going to work. Get rich slow means you're going to execute that plan faithfully every day. You know, when Michael Phelps, I was fortunate enough, I've lived a bit of a Forrest Gump life. I come from absolutely nothing, man. I come from below no money. I come from a really harsh, harsh, harsh existence in the first 10 plus years of my life. And I've lived a life that's unimaginable. I think in some ways I've been, you know, I've had the opportunity to know and to work with, um, you know, some of the greatest business minds out there. You know, I've had the opportunity to engage with Larry Ellison from Oracle, Steve Jobs from Apple, Gordon Moore, who invented Intel, founded Intel, David Packard. Um, and I've had the chance to meet some extraordinary humans along the way. And the reality is, you know, we've got to set that plan in motion by by having those tasks that we repeat every single day. So Jerry Rice, you know, who I've known for a long time, um, Jerry Rice in his 10th year in the NFL, already established as the greatest receiver of all time. I said, Jerry, why do you show up at minicamp when I was working with the 49ers on the, as a board of director? Why do you show up with the rookies? He says, I gotta make sure I make the team. Can you imagine the greatest receiver of all time wanted to make sure he made the team? He worked out faithfully every day. If you look up online on the internet, just look up Jerry Rice, the hill, and read about the hill that he ran, this grueling hill in Silicon Valley he ran every single day. From, I mean, even when he was cemented as a Hall of Famer. So he did that every single day it turned him into the person he is for life. Do what you do every day. It will turn you into the person that you will be for life. But the, here's, the, here's the reality that works for the better and it works for the worse. If you repeat things every day that are not the right things, it'll turn you into what you will be for life. And maybe that's not what your intentions were. That's okay. Reinvent. Commit to doing the right things and start doing those every day, 
and you will change the trajectory of trajectory trajectory of your life forever, forever. So, with that, we've got ten minutes left. Does anybody want to jump in? Anybody who's on the stage, do you want to jump in? Comments, feedback, suggestions, uh, anything that resonated with you. David, this is Nate Forrest. That was so good. I'm going to be super brief. We talked about this yesterday in a mastermind here in Salt Lake City, the power of the subconscious mind and creating a specific plan, specific strategies to uh, to unlock that subconscious mind. We asked ourselves, if it's our subconscious, how do we how do we know to change it? How can we change it? And we went through specific steps. And I'm not going to go through those today because you just kind of you highlighted a first step is have a plan, write it down, make it visual, make it audible. We talked about, you know, speak it into the universe, tell God what you want that plan to be and then let let him reveal uh, his plan to you. So this is a powerful segment. I'm sitting here taking notes and uh, it's just uh, let you know that we were talking about this yesterday. And uh, this is so, so important to reposition our subconscious thoughts and uh, turn them into the conscience. Thank you. I love you, brother. Uh, Nate, thank you. I appreciate you doing that. I, I love everything you do. I look forward to hearing you uh, in your room. Um, you know, before I, I go a little bit further, I wanted to, I mentioned at the top of the hour, almost at the top again, folks, listen, if this is your year, if this is your time, if you want to be transformative, if you want to move in the direction that will change you into the person you will be for life, do yourself a favor. Get all in and go to my IG, uh, my bio. Well, in the easy way is go to my clubhouse bio. Click on the bottom where it says my Instagram name, Spizak, D-S-P-I-S-A-K-D. Click on it, go there. And take one action. A single action can transform your life. Simply DM me the word coach or coaching. It gets you into my coaching class for free. You don't have to pay. Companies pay me probably an unimaginable amount of money to work with them. In you know, in high net worth people, I've done that with them too. I don't charge anything. I'm giving back, and I'm going to empty my head before I'm dead from my network to my experiences to the things I know that work um, over and over and over again. I'm going to do that every other week. So sign up and do that. Also, I do want to announce this is kind of fun. People have asked me for years, why don't you do a podcast? And I've resisted. Um, but hey, guess what? 2022, I have a podcast. So you can go to Apple, you can go to Spotify and look up the David Spizak show. Yes, the marketing team stayed up all night thinking of that name, um, the David Spizak Show. Um, uh, I Listen, here's what I'm all about this year for the rest of my life. I'm seeking uncommon. I'm not seeking famous. I'm seeking the uncommon. And I want to share the uncommon, stories of the uncommon, people that are uncommon, who have uncommon attributes, because I have another goal. I want to get everybody to understand their own uncommon attributes because within those uncommon attributes is the secret to unleashing your best life. I answer this question. How can you achieve your best life? How do you get to the best version of you if you're not leveraging the best things about you? And it's my belief that when we were kids, you remember when we believed anything was possible, when we believed in the unimaginable, when we had unbridled hope and passion and energy. We were known for certain personality traits, certain attributes that got us through 
whatever it was. If it was a tough existence like mine, it got us through. If it allowed you to achieve something great in school, it got you through. It's amazing how as adults, we become pragmatic and methodical and logical. And then we go and we act like adults. We get jobs, we pay our bills, we raise our families, right? But it doesn't mean that you should release the uncommon, that you shouldn't release the uncommon, get reacquainted that the very things that are uncommon about you. You know, I believe that the reason why most people don't achieve their greatest successes until after 40 is because they have to get through all that nonsense, get comfortable in their own skin and be reintroduced to that which is uncommon about them. So I've got a couple podcast episodes. Um, we released last Thursday, we released another one. And everybody that you listen to, man, oh man, you probably have never heard of most of them, but they will absolutely change your life, their story, their experiences, and how they unlocked what that, what is uncommon about them uh, really completely changed their lives um, immeasurably. So uh, please take a time to listen. And personally, I would love it. Like I said, I don't charge for anything, but I would appreciate, you know, the only gratuity I would look for is if you'd be kind enough to leave a review and to please subscribe or download my podcast. That'd be great. Um, all right, we got about five minutes to go. Who else wants David. to chime in? David, this is Hello. Debbie Morello chiming in. Can you hear I'm sorry, me? Who is the, yes, who Debbie is the first Morello. voice? This is Debbie Morello. I, and hey, I've Debbie, how can I help you? Everybody's back channeling me because they can see how eager I am to talk. I love your segments to the point where a couple days ago you mentioned your Facebook group. And I thought, what the heck? I'm going to take a chance and log in. Not that I need another Facebook group or more content but I always love what you share in your segment. Thank so I you. Went to, I went to the group and I thought you had a Zoom meeting listed at the very beginning. And I thought, I'm going to take a look and see what he says on a Zoom meeting. And it was a program that you did on being a futurist, which I believe that you, I truly believe that you are. And you had eight different components of things to look forward in the future. And it wasn't the kind of esoteric motivational stuff. It was content. It was true information and you don't see that a lot in a lot of the Facebook groups this was actual beneficial action oriented detail which I just thought was spectacular I can't believe it's thank free you. I really can't it's and free. Thank yeah. you. tell you how grateful I am to be part of your Facebook group and I recommend thank it to here and I am sliding into home thank you it's so great thank you you know by the way, uh, again, me and the marketing team stayed up all day. Hey, what do we call this Facebook group? Let's call it David Spizak's community. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, we don't get hung up on, on, the, on the fancy stuff. We're all about the content. I'm all about tactical. I'm all about real world. Um, listen, like I said, I love inspiration and motivation. I live on it. But at the end of the day, how do you get to that point? That's what you're going to always hear from me, Debbie. That's so kind of you to say. I heard another voice that was about it's, to jump in. It's it's Dr. Stephanie Paisley Henry. Hi, David. Hey, Mr. Dr. Spizak. Stephanie. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm amazing. I was supposed to uh, be taking a nap, but anytime I hear amazing. you're on, oh my goodness, you are just awesome. Your information you. is really awesome. I love what you said 
today. You said so many things that resonated with me. Um, but what you said about uh, motivation, you know, like motivation versus uh, commitment or what is motivation without commitment? And, um, you know, many people are motivated with no commitment, but I'm, I'm committed even when I'm not motivated. And, and I had several people to join my um, Zoom workout class today. And honestly, sometimes I'm just like, okay, um, maybe you shouldn't join, or maybe I should tell them the fittest shall survive because they're motivated, but many of them are not committed and they don't last. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> but Thank I just, you. I appreciate everything, everything that, that you bring. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for taking the time to join and to join the conversation today. You know, I was, you know, one of my coaching classes, I think it was, I don't know, the, the two, two coaching classes ago, uh, three coaching classes ago, I was teaching people about um, minority business certification, you know, and women owned business certification. You know, there, there wasn't a, a, anybody that knew about it. And you know, one of the um, entrepreneurs that, that my wife and I backed that we funded their company, uh, which which in, in only four years has become a, a billion dollar company. Um, you know, the one of the first things that her and her sister did is to get uh, MBE certification. And as a result of the MBE certification for their wine company, you know, it allowed them to get into companies like Marriott and companies like Ford and companies like Kroger. You imagine in the first year of their company, they got a contract with Kroger uh, for all 3,500 stores, 24,000 cases of wine, which in the grand scheme of life in a wine business is nothing. Sounds like a lot. It's nothing. By the way, um, last year, they did 220,000 cases of wine in their fourth year. But it started by doing the right things. It started by somebody sharing with them real world tactical information like that. So I really do hope everybody goes and DMs the word coach or coaching uh, into my Instagram. I hope to see you this Friday. I hope I have the opportunity to help you transform your life and get to your best life ever uh, this year in 2022. I mean, hey, why wait? The time is now. So, and speaking of the time is now, it is exactly 7 a.m. Pacific Coast time, 10 a.m. East Coast time, and I want to be incredibly respectful of your time. So, I want to thank everybody for listening in. Thank you for the kind words always. I love when people reach out to me. Uh, I'm a real person. I actually answer uh, those things. I actually engage, and, and I've had the pleasure to meet many of you, and I look forward to meeting many more. With that, that's my time. Hey, go. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.